Thank you for joining me on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm Nancy, and I get the privilege of talking to ordinary people just like you about real-life stories of faith and hope. If you have found this podcast encouraging and inspirational, please share it with your friends. I have been capturing people's stories for over 16 years as a business, and before that, I was told who to talk to and what stories to capture for libraries and museums. One of the really interesting things I found right away when I started, I would capture their story, we would talk for hours, and the key is to keep rolling after you think you're done because that's when you get some more stuff. Because, yeah, everyone's tired, it's a little emotionally draining, chatting and remembering things, but it's also so freeing. And it's also, you just can't stop. You just can't stop the memories. And no matter how long you talk for, obviously you can't capture someone's entire life in a short amount of time. But it is so fun to kind of be done, kind of say you're done, but keep the camera rolling, keep the audio rolling, and see what comes up next. All of that to say, I had Michael McKnight on for episode 20, and wow, what God has done in his life and how people have walked alongside of him. Check that out. But this is the same thing that happened. So we talked, and then more and more came out, and all of this good stuff came out, and this is this episode. Check it out. Off air, we were just talking about the day that you really just let it all all go, left all the addiction. This isn't the first time you'd really heard from God, that you've you called out to him before, and he did answer you. Yes, ma'am. So it was about 15 years ago you said you called out to him for the first time and said, are you real? Is that what? Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, there was a day that I was real young. I was 17. I had been on, just got on the street really early in the age, uh, in addiction, still in food. I was scared for my life. I feared for my life to the point where I questioned, you know, if I was going to live another day. That's how bad it had gotten. And so I, I, I called out to the Lord. It had got me to a point where my heart really meant it, sincerely meant and felt uh, and that I needed his security. And so I called out to him because I began to question everything, yeah, myself, life, like this, you know, everything I began to question, even him. So I called out to him. I, I asked him, you know, God, if you're real, please show me you're, you're real. Like, I need to know you're real. And it had hit the perfect timing for me to call out to him. So he heard that prayer. And that night he came to me. In my dream, you know, he's coming. He's come uh, to a lot of people, some, to some as a burning bush like Moses, and uh, in this case, he came to me in the form of a glowing dog, a glowing dog, which is in in you know worldly terms, you know, a man's best friend, someone who's faithful, loving, kind. So I, I appeared in my dream. Uh, the darkness had consumed me in my life at that time before. And so my dream, I, I woke up in my dream and it was dark. And it led me to a home, a house. I went up on the porch and I seen a 
a glowing dog. But amidst the darkness, um, he comes as the light. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this dog, and it's glowing the heavenly light. And it's not like no light I've ever seen before. And so I'm looking at this this dog, uh, amazed and astonished, because I, I, I never seen anything so glow so beautifully. And I look closer, and it almost looks like it, like a, like it's fake, or you know. But it's uh, the realest thing I've ever seen, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And so, came as a retriever. So in my mind, uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was crazy. So the spirit then led me to a bird bath, and I looked into the bird bath, and I could see the reflection of myself. And I'm looking at myself, and I'm I'm looking. I'm asking myself, why am I looking at myself in a bird bath? Why is this glowing dog here? You know, I started asking all these questions. <laughs> Next thing you know, these hands came out and tried to pull me into the bird bath. Naturally, I was already scared, deprived, and fearful, so I went back to the light because it was so dark. The light is going above my head, and next thing you know, I'm looking at Jesus. <laughs> and he takes me from my dream and takes me up uh, to the clouds. Uh, I could only imagine that it was heaven. Some... Uh, or at the gates of heaven, uh, to where I seen him, and let me mind you, let me let me let me explain that I seen I, I called out for God and I seen Jesus. Mm. So I knew who I was looking at. Um, I knew I was looking at the sun, and I was so amazed by the light that I was kind of distracted by it, and so he. Like Paul, as you know, on the way to Damascus, and he got blinded by the light. Well, he shined the light through my eyes, <laughs> but it didn't blind me, and he let me see what the light was made of. And it was made of all the sunrises and sunsets put together. Every day that you live, there's a sunset and a sunrise, so. That light that he shines is the beauty of your life, and he is the beauty of all our lives. And so he showed me how precious his son is and how beautiful he is to each and every one of us. And, and so then I recognized that I'm looking at God, and I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of a jaw-dropper moment. <laughs> As I continued to look at him, I could see that he was praying for me, and he heard my prayer to the point where I received it in my heart and then I went back to the dream. And then, so on that porch where I seen the dog and, and uh, the bird bath, I proceeded into the house and there was drugs, guns, and alcohol everywhere. And so then I woke up out of my sleep. And this was 15 years ago when I was 17, I'm 33. Uh, so the next 15 years of my life, I would be going through addiction off and on um, to where I am today. And that's what had a grip on my life, and that's the battle that I would face, uh, and it would be a battle for my life uh, to get through to him. Ten years later, uh, I found myself in that same battle, fighting for my life through addiction on an AA building. Ten years later, fighting uh, in addiction on an AA building. I'm sleeping on top of the roof going to every kind of AA meeting all day, living off of coffee and donuts. <laughs> living off of coffee and donuts, just trying to get sober and beat this addiction and uh, get on my feet. And so 
Um, it got to the point where it got so scary that God w- would not let me leave until I heard what had to be uh, said in those doors. That's then that I knew that I didn't have a relationship with the Lord like I should have. Should. And so then um, on that roof, I called out to him again <laughs> in that misery. And my heart had hit another broken state. Uh, to where I called out to him, uh, I looked to the moon, just began to just talk through him through my heart, my conscious heart, mind, and soul. Uh, I began to speak, so I didn't even have to speak words. I was just, it was through my conscious heart that he was able to still hear me. And then he revealed himself uh, through a cloud. The, the clouds began to move all crazy, and, um, you know, I had hit a state of brokenness, so he, to me, I felt like, he started showing me death because I felt like I was done, and, he, and it made me feel like I was done and there was no hope. And then at the last minute, he showed me that there was hope. And so then I felt witness to the Father. <laughs> Not just the Son, but then it says, and in the Bible it says, uh, only through me will you come no, to know the Father. And so first I seeked him, and then through him I was able to see the Father. And then once I came to know the Father, he directed me back to the Son. <laughs> and so then I seen him, and I realized I was looking at the Father. <laughs> this was in the cloud? In the cloud, while I was awake, not in my dream. So I was very conscious and awake. Uh, even in my dream, I was conscious awake, but this was in the very physical, natural world. And so I witnessed him in a cloud. Never forget it. And something happened that day, like I had so much pain uh, fear um, that he took it away and uh, I believe he activated the spirit uh, or gave me something to help me keep pushing forward so I, I had this overwhelming sense of um, like it's going to be okay and to move forward but then after I witnessed that I got off my feet started working at uh, with horses and on the ranch but then even that wasn't even that, even the horses and working on ranches and animals and people that wasn't enough. If I didn't have God in my life, I was never going to be happy. I got on my feet from there, and then I went through another phase of addiction. Uh, some, somehow, I just I still didn't have it right. This one nearly took me in Colorado, and then so I went through it for another three years, um, off and on, to the point where um, I, it had subsided, and then I remember falling to my knees and. Uh, it, that that dream that I had had that I had 15 years ago had personified itself into the natural realm. And so that dark night that I had seen Jesus, um, I happened to witness him again. <laughs> so, yeah. And is that when you're talking about how you saw him on your arm? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. So so like my life had been consumed in darkness again, and I was fighting for my life and. This addiction had a hold on me, so I had to keep fighting through it until it was it was gone, until it was defeated. And so, uh, three year, uh, three years, I fell back into the addiction. This was going to be the toughest battle of them all, and it was the one that uh, nearly took me. Contemplated suicide. All my bridges burnt. Just ain't no. There was nothing. No one in it. I felt so alone, and it's cure. But knowing that I had to keep going regardless of anything, and I'm glad that I didn't give up. And, because uh, once it subsided, that made it to the spirit that um, the, that was in me, and then that's when I f- 
fell to my knees. He pulled my, my soul out like a scroll from my body. So I'm looking down at my arm and I could see through the transparent darkness. So I, I had enough truth in me to see through all the lies that nothing could ever separate me from the truth of what I know. And then I seen the arm of God next to me. And that's when I knew the spirit, I was with the spirit and the addiction had left me. And so what happened on that roof was that he had given me the, the Holy Spirit to help push me through this last phase that I'd be uh, with Christ. And so um, when it hit Christ, everything ceased. And um, I felt this overwhelming, uh, overwhelming weight of on my shoulder just subside for me. And I fell into a deep sleep and then I uh, proceeded to make my way home, but I didn't have a way home. I didn't have no home to go to, and then he led me to the church. <laughs> and then from there, um, you know, South, uh, Southeast took me in, and from there, Treasure House came in. And ever since then, I've been growing in the spirit now, and been saved, yeah. So for him to speak to you, like when you first told the story, that wasn't really anything new for you, because you'd seen him do it to you twice before. Yes, ma'am. Okay. What I love about this is that this just shows over and over and over again how much God loves each of his children and how he'll just keep going after you over and over. And like that kind of love is just so, how can you not be drawn to it, right? It's, that's amazing. And then the other thing I'm thinking is, is that we hear a lot of these stories in the Bible and then we think, that doesn't happen anymore and I'm starting to realize that I don't think people talk about it I think it does happen but maybe we're too scared to talk about it like oh what would they think if I said this or you know but God still is who he was and he will go in after you in whatever way in order to have you with him and I think that's so powerful yes ma'am thank you Jesus when you were going to possibly take your life, was it a gun? Just because I was wondering, because he showed you yeah. alcohol, guns, yep. and... Yeah, but I happened to, uh, I had a gun. Okay. And, uh, I was going to shoot myself. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't want to die, but I knew that my life was, my all my roads were ending, so it felt like there was no hope, but I held on to that hope. And then when it was freed, that's when I give my all to the Lord, so... The enemy wanted to take me away from that. God's in control of it all. So mm -hmm. reading my heart was what it was and seeing the bigger picture and, and um, being optimistic from every view was mm -hmm. helped me, and uh, including God in that, and helped me really see uh, the truth of a lot of things. So God did show you those three things that you would yeah. have to overcome. Yeah, and then later on they, they came to pass. Right. And then from there, it's led me where I'm at now. And so, <laughs> so he, he let me know the battle before it took place. And for me to recognize it's through him why I'm here today. And I had to hold my faith in what I knew and believed in. And regardless if my life was falling apart or not, I had to not give up until I made it to him. Mm. And so those things were keeping me away from him and uh, he needed me back because he had a plan. It was a plan for me. Along the way of not only uh, getting healed and being in his spirit, he's going to lead you to joy, to happiness for your life and others. Because yeah. we're all linked to one another. I hope you found this podcast helpful. 
I believe in stories. I have a passion for telling stories. And in that way, my passion is to make God's name great.